Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Um, I got I got some music stuff to do later, so we might as well just jump into it. Yeah, fuck it. Mailbag. Yeah, boom. Mailbag by Brother Date. Uh, you're kicking us off this week. On the 14th, you send in uh, a, I guess, a retweet or a quote of a, another tweet. That contains a bunch of images from a Japanese illustrated history of America from 1861. Oh yeah, these shits are wild. Okay, so okay, did you go through the whole, oh, the whole thread? You know that I did. <laughs> okay, so Marjon sent it to me, but she'd only viewed I think the first. I don't know if she viewed the other ones. She sent it to me, so she gets the credit. But um, there is uh, a giant eagle who maybe killed someone's mom. Whose mom did it kill? Oh, Jesus, was it John Adams' it might mom? Have, might have been John Adams' mom. And then he's on a quest on. to get Let that fucking... find the eagle. Or was it a... Maybe it was a snake? I don't remember. He's on a quest to kill something that killed his uh, mom. But then, while John Adams is too obsessed with the food and drink, a huge snake comes along and eats his mom. <laughs> so he's got to get that snake. Yeah, he killed a snake earlier. Yeah. It's What's amazing about this... Uh, well, the, first of all, there's a million amazing things about this yeah. illustrated history of America. Um Number one, uh, George Washington has a katana and a bow and arrow. He is for sure. He is Meiji era Japanese hero, George Washington. Also a top hat. That's the one thing they knew about America. That's the one thing they got right. So this was, when was this published? Like 10 years after Commodore Perry or whatever? Basically. Did his adventure... Published right at the beginning of the American Civil War, but uh, so whoever made this, oh, is, man. this was—I hope they did another one about the Civil War. <laughs> this was commissioned, but they had never like heard of such as an American. Yeah, definitely, everyone should go find this tweet because we can—I can describe what's happening. <laughs> like, there's um, a goddess of America. George Washington punching a tiger. Oh in yes. the seventh one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the tiger looks crazy. It's exactly the style that you will see of any Japanese art from that general era. All of them look like the same characters, the same Japanese characters, but they are theoretically people from the uh, American history books that maybe yeah. was dropped off for somebody. Uh, this thing's amazing. Yeah, I went through the so, whole thing. Uh, but what the the thing that stuck out to me when I was going through it the first time is how prominent John Adams is in this story. Oh, yeah. They, Which didn't, is, they uh, didn't even know of, like, uh, such as... Uh, Paul Giamatti or anything. <laughs> no. That's, they didn't know what was coming. That's the reason John Adams is famous in this country. It's because of Paul Giamatti. Okay. Uh, quick, quick diversion here. Do, do you know who Chris Gethard is? Yes. Okay. He has a show uh, that he did a series of just called The Chris Gethard Show. And there is an episode where his guests are... Uh, Paul Shear and Jason Manzukis. Okay, great. And 
the audience is calling in and trying to guess what is in the dumpster that's on stage. <laughs> and it's riveting. When at about uh, about two commercial breaks in, he lets Paul Shear look in the dumpster to Ooh. see what's in there. And Paul Shear is super excited. <laughs> then later when Jason Manzukis looks in there, he is also very excited. So you said the audience uh, is calling in. This is a call-in show? It is a call-in show. Okay. Where the audience is calling in and guessing what the dumpster is. And, like, people are giving clues or they get to ask a question. <laughs> um, it's super great. I, 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 I want you all to watch that and then you'll understand why I just brought it up. But this is, um, this is something definitely worth checking out. It's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, let's move on because, like you said, we've got stuff to do today. Sure. But yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't recommend that enough. Everyone, please view the tweet and all the pictures in it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. I don't, like. If you told me today, oh, it turns out that that thing that was making the rounds on the internet was totally fake and it's kind of racist. I'd still be like, that's the best thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's okay because someone had some good ideas in there. Yeah. Uh, he, John Adams, goes to the, a mountain fairy. Yeah. To get revenge on the snake, and the mountain fairy summons a giant eagle, and the, together they kill the snake. The internet suspects that the mountain fairy is the same as the goddess of America. Right, which is the probably C- Columbia, right? The personification. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On the 15th, Shannon registered her dislike for that face swap picture of Picard and Riker. Uh, it's just, I'm looking at it again. It's, it's still very distressing. I don't know how you could have another reaction to it. Dislike a- is the only possible reaction to this thing. Abe Lincoln, Riker, and weird, like, weird mustache picard i'm not a fan of them yeah uh also on the 15th shannon writes at brother date they sometimes painted floors in those awful house swap budget decorating shows on tlc circa 2002 like because it's something cheap that you can do in an afternoon i assume to change up how the room looks like what kind of surface would you be painting like some tiles or something what would you paint oh no i have to imagine if you're painting it's wood so just painting some wood floors instead of putting like a nice finish on that and making it yeah. look like a classy place. Wow. You know how the bridges at uh, Great America all are wood, but they're also painted dark brown. <laughs> I like how that, your, but your house. I like how your example is. Everyone who listens to this show has been to Great America, I just, except Shannon's husband. I wouldn't even be able to tell you if they're still like that or not. I think they were still there no, when we when were there When we were there time. four years ago or five years ago, it was remarkably the same. Yeah, that's true. I just wish they'd bring the train back. The train was dope. Yeah, because sometimes you Didn't just appreciate it when we were young. No, when you were young, you're like, I want to go on Orleans Orbit nine times in a row or whatever. We but. were in our 30s when we went last time, and those roller coasters shake your organs you up too much. You need a lot of much. breaks. So many breaks. You need, you need, need to take a break. We took, all, we took a lot of breaks. Okay. we I think we started, we'd go on a ride, and we'd take like a five-minute break and go on another ride. But by the end, it was like a ride, 45-minute break. Yeah. Another ride, hour 15 minute break. And then it was just like, well, we're out of time. <laughs> yeah, we we fucking raced over and went on Gold <laughs> Striker, Gold Rush. What the fuck is the name of that coaster? The new, uh, the wooden The one? new wooden coaster. Yeah, something like Gold Gold Rush sounds right, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we like rushed over and, and rode that and then went and rode some other stuff that was nearby. But you're right. By the end, we were like, do we want to wait until we can go on another ride or just leave? What What's the deal? <laughs> What's the plan now? Yeah. It's not for us anymore. 
Yeah. Uh, on the 15th, she writes, I'm surprised somebody from Shetland has a mild accent. Generally, oh. the further north you go, the stronger the accent. You know, I forgot about this. I was going to look this guy up and like have a clip ready or something. But I swear to God, his accent was super tame. So this is from the... Is this this is from the uh, Great British Bake Off series yeah. that is has just been added to Netflix? That's like Great British Baking Show: The Beginning or something. Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's the early one. But then it's like James or something. James, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean uh, we, look, that could... uh, K- Katie and I have started watching that, and we refer to him as Scottish Griffin McElroy. <laughs> he does look like Griffin a little bit. <laughs> he looks a little bit like Griffin. He's so aw shucks, it gets gross. Like by the end when he's like dominating challenges, spoiler alert, he's God just, damn it. He's just like, oh, I don't even know what happened. I don't know why I'm so good. I don't know why I'm cooking so good. I'm good at baking, I guess. I don't know. Hard to explain. He's just like, cool. shut up, bro. <clears throat> uh, but you're okay. So you've heard him. Not a thick accent. No, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a what I would call a strong accent. So uh, that's why I was asking where you go to get one of those. Where do you go? Do you go to? Yeah. Where do you go to get one? Because I want one. Well, she says, generally, the further north you go, the stronger the accent. Yeah, I would think that's pretty far north. She writes, I had a tour guide in Inverness that talked for a good half hour, and nobody in the group, including several Scots, had any idea what he said. <laughs> that's the kind of tour, isn't that the kind of tour you want to get when you go there? Oh, absolutely. You're like, hey, uh, if I can understand what this guy's saying, this isn't worth the money. I know. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, you're like, oh, I went on a tour today. I think I looked at an old toilet, but to be honest... <laughs> I was. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it had that's like what that a was. chain that you pull, but I wasn't. It might have been a torture device. It's actually really hard to say. It's just so hard to tell. Uh, she also writes in with another Shetland fact: they have puffins. Oh, well, I knew so it that's was... something that they have in common with. I don't know. It's penguins at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Penguins <laughs> are better though. Puffins aren't that great. They're kind of like weird. They're like dumb cousins of a penguin. Would be They're a like puffin. a little half a penguin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm not surprised. It's one of them um, cold islands. It should have something like a puffin. Um, on uh, you know, actually, this is a this is a good place. I think here, uh, we actually got a clip covering some of this. Uh, so let me let me play this now. This is our first audio submission. Oh, hello to both of you. Uh, I. Um, recording a voice uh, mail this time for you. Okay, pause uh, it as a substitute for uh, not being able. Okay, you can already. This guy's accent is already way thicker <laughs> than the guy on the Brit- on the British Baking Show. Yeah, it's I don't know fifty what times thicker. He's from, but yeah. Okay, hopefully he can clarify for us in a, a further audio clip later. Okay, Maybe he'll on. say. Also, uh, actually, don't know if this paused. This soundboard is not fancy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, it did you. not. Okay. Uh, All right, well, that's fine. I um. Recording a voice uh, mail this time for you uh, as a substitute for uh, not being able to fold it up enough times. <laughs> and because the uh, specific information requested was uh, about pronunciation from the last mailbag episode. So the court that you referred to with the hard to pronounce uh, word at the end is the court of the judiciary. Justiciary. So, um, he, even he that. had to take two passes <laughs> at it. Justiciary. And we do really have uh, sheriffs who run sheriff courts. Uh, as an additional uh, fact about the Scottish legal system, it uh, is quite distinct from England. In fact, it's distinct from all the other common law 
systems because it has three verdicts available to juries at the end of the trial. So you have guilty, we think you did it, not guilty, we think you didn't do it, and not proven, we think you did it, but they didn't do a very good case. And uh, not proven allows for uh, what you would consider to be double jeopardy. Uh, you can bring back people for trial. If the verdict is not proven, you were not allowed to bring them back for trial if the verdict was not guilty. However, the UK recently, in the last couple of years, enacted a new piece of legislation allowing for uh, the discovery of new evidence based on advanced techniques to be resubmitted for consideration for prosecution. Uh, this is particularly in reference to things like DNA, uh, allowing us to reopen cases where uh, the guilty verdict wasn't reached because we didn't have things like that. Uh, in terms of accents, you also talked a little bit about that. Uh, obviously, Scotland and the UK has hundreds of accents. Um, I'm mostly familiar with Scotland's, which, you know, I think the linguists tend to think that there are hundreds of Scottish accents as well. They do tend to break down to the Highlands and Islands, uh, the border region with England, called the Borders, and then the major cities that are left have their own distinct ones. Uh, Aberdeen, Inverness, Edinburgh, Dundee, and Glasgow, which is the closest accent to what I have. So I think that covers pretty much uh, all the stuff that we talked about, and uh, in terms of uh, useful work, I hope you find it useful work. <laughs> and in terms of level of effort, I hope it's uh, sufficiently on par with your own. It feels so bad. Uh, even absent multiple foldings. Oh, and speaking of accents and pronunciations, is a, almost a PS. Um, the things that most Americans seem to have trouble with, uh, including you guys perhaps on occasion, uh, my name is, is Barry. Barry. With an elongated ah sound instead of an eh. Americans quite often say Barry rather than Barry. Um, then the cities, uh, Glasgow. 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 Although I know you pronounced it correctly, Judah. Uh, and Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Uh, so it's Edinburgh. Uh, not Edinburgh or Edinburgh or any other pronunciation. Edinburgh. So the B-U-R-G-H sound in Scottish. That's a borough, we would say. The, the area of a city. The borough. Uh so that pretty much covers everything, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks very much for the enjoyable entertainment. Uh, we've really been enjoying uh, slowly but surely catching up with you guys on everything. Thanks very much. Keep out. Bye. I like the compliment at the end. That this is enjoyable entertainment. I find that so hard to believe. It cannot be true, but that's what he said. <clears throat> um, He's 100% right that Americans do have trouble, but it's not with pronouncing the words. It's with trying to pronounce the words. <laughs> the problem is effort, I think. Because we can make all uh, those noises. We just, like, don't try. Uh, can I say that uh, the... <clears throat> uh, I know I choke on his name every time I've said it. So far. The, and Ben, the problem is not the vowel sound. It's the R. Uh. <clears throat> right? Because I want to say... And then I think I have said, like, Bari. Bari. But you see, you hear that R is totally wrong. Yeah. But if I say Bari, I feel like I'm doing an accent. <laughs> yeah, now 100%. it feels like I'm being uh, culturally insensitive. <laughs> it's a hate crime. Yeah, it's a little, I feel like I definitely do a minor hate crime when I say it. Bari from Glasgow. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there you go, everybody. Um, we'll check back in on uh, that accent in a minute. I felt really bad because he, he clearly... 
he was uh, he was upset that we didn't appreciate his effort the first time. He made reference uh, to, to be, it. To be honest, uh, uh, listening back to that segment, it seemed like you didn't think it was cool at the time. You thought that I was maybe being a little hard <laughs> on the guy. He was thrown under the bus, and he lives under the bus now. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's uh, they don't call them they don't call them buses in Scotland. They call them uh, uh, funny lorries. Yeah, they probably call them buses. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if the noise you were making was just your throat. <laughs> no, sorry. I just leaned away from the microphone to think. <laughs> uh, on the fifteenth, uh-uh. Ryan writes. By the way, thank you very much for uh, yes, much appreciated. Uh, thank you very much for that. Um, sorry that I that I pointed out that you had trouble saying. Uh, judiciary or whatever <laughs> just just justiciary justiciary <laughs> jesus i don't know um by the way no news on horse court we were not there's no well, that's update. right is there know, a horse court i don't know if they have that sheriff court still sounds fake to me it does by the way did i ever uh, tell you about the time that um i replied in an email to somebody about somebody else and forgot that other person was on it <laughs> And it was about what a fucking slacker he was and how he wasn't doing a goddamn fucking thing. <laughs> and um, and how he, the guy that I was talking about, replied simply with, well, next time we talk, I'll tell you what it's like to live under a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and so I always felt a little bad. Because That's the best possible answer to that. I always best felt a, possible reply. a little bad because he had a good reply. But um, I stand by it. He was a lazy son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds like the kind of thing that would happen to you. I send like, I don't know, like a hundred thousand emails a week and they, I'm, I make a lot of whoopsies, a lot of email whoopsies. On the 15th, Ryan writes at brother date, poor Cisco. I've seen too many individual contributor types become managers. Maybe that is what it is for Cisco. I think that was, I think I, I threw that up in Theory Corner. But I don't remember about which episode. Well, look, I don't feel like that could have been about Search Part 2. He said that thing about how one day he, there was a day where he dreamed about being an admiral or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. both found that hard to believe. Yeah, it doesn't seem right, does it? No. Uh, also on the 16th, Ryan writes, uh, I would pod jack if I could. Podjacking was the hypothetical activity of calling in to the podcast. Yes. Because there is, of course, no security on the uh, weird back channel that we use to do this. Yeah, I don't know if we've said out loud what are, what we're using. Have we talked about it? Um, no, it doesn't matter. We use a service called Appearin. Oh, yeah. We tried Google Hangouts and we had some trouble with it and so on. But um, it doesn't matter because... Nothing that comes in on that is being recorded. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I record my side, you record your side. Ryan could call in and scream at us all day, and unless he was screaming loud enough that it got picked up by our mics... No, he's going to record his own line, and then he's going to send it to me and force me to put it into the episode. <laughs> that's right. He'd have, to, he'd have to send it to you to edit in. He'd be like, here's mine, I was following along. Speaking of... Uh, compliments, Shannon writes, uh, at Brother Date, episode 44. Okay. In which you played a bunch of Motown and the two of you chatted about the music and other things. Is my favorite Brother Date so far. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I wonder what the name of that one was. Oh, God, episode 44. It feels like a long time ago. It would have been in I don't really have the, feed the 2017 up. brother dates. Yeah, that sounds right. <clears throat> but not too far into 2017, right? No. <laughs> wasn't wasn't Attack of the Name game, was it? <laughs> well, I hope that's the one where we actually played Attack of the Name game by Stacey I think that Lattisaw. is the one we played. Uh, let's see, there were 30, so it would have been episode 14 of The alien's name is Clyde. Clyde! That's <laughs> true. Uh, it's probably the episode called Brother Date's Original Vomitorium. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. For whatever reason. <laughs> Based on Stevie Wonder's original music aquarium or something? Oh, yeah. Music? That must be it. I don't remember what he called it. <clears throat> um, yeah, thanks. Uh, I worry about stuff like that, particularly like when at the end of the last mailbag, we just played all of the music to Jordan versus Bird one-on-one. As and we then should. I'm like, what's interesting about this to anyone? Well, okay. You Okay, they said their favorite one <clears throat> is the one where we don't talk, we just play music, I think. Oh, that's a good point. So it's kind of like when we listen to the um, uh, the video game music show. What's that called? Uh, the Legacy Music Hour. <clears throat> Legacy Music Hour. And we hate when they talk. <laughs> it's I think not, it's like it's that. It's not helpful. Yeah, I think we just like it. They, they liked hearing the music. I got more music coming up today. This is going to be your new favorite. Um, the, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but the mixtape episodes where they cut out all of the two hosts you did, and they yeah. just play the songs one after the other, much, much better. Yeah. I've listened to about 50 of those so and far. And you told me that you thought it was a super fan who made it. And I thought, I don't really think, I think they're a super fan of video game music. I don't think they're a fan <laughs> of these guys because they <laughs> cut out their beautiful words. They've been on the show. Oh, okay. Um, the 21st you wrote in. Uh, at brother date and then you retweeted when you tweet to the feed it's just so that we talk about it later right yeah that's just an idea so you tweeted cnn breaking news <laughs> oh yeah lfo singer devin lima who scored a hit in 1999 with the pop groups summer girls dies at age 41 matt what did he die of shame did he just fade out because no one had thought about lfo in i guess 19 years I, I can't. I, shame was the only thing I could think of. Died of shame. Eventually, it was a long-term battle with shame. It's not a good song. <clears throat> Prove it. I mean, do you remember? Oh, uh, I did not remember. When we met that summer, new kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick, and I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. <laughs> She's been gone since that summer, since that summer. Hip hop, mama, they speak in span. Met you one summer and it all began. You're the best girl. Okay, hold on. It really actually does sound like uh, Andy Samberg doing something. Okay, hold on. D- so it, the song opens with the chorus. Mm-hmm. Arguably, the first three actual words or first three actual uh, phrases in the song are "hip hop, marmalade, spick and span." <laughs> what? Were you guessing, or do you have the lyric sheet? I no, I just listened to it. Okay. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't hear marmalade. I hope he said marmalade. Oh, let's try it again. <laughs> 
She's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Hip hop marmalade speaking Spain. Man, they, they, they have said marmalade. <laughs> that sounds like marmalade to me. I want to see what it really is. There's no possible way it's marmalade. Hip hop marmalade speaking Spain. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, we've always remembered this song. I, I got the lyrics mixed up for a long time. I always thought it was, <laughs> I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Chinese food makes me sick. But it's actually <laughs> New Kids on the Block had a lot of hits. Chinese food makes Chinese me sick. Chinese food makes me sick. The lyric sheet says it's hip-hop mama spick and span. But mm, if that's the case... What's that extra syllable? What's he doing in there? That's not how you say mama. Bitch, I take if I have one wish. She's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. No, 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 no. Yeah, there's an extra word in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hold on, what? The Great Larry Bird Jersey 33. <laughs> He's literally just naming things. Is this his uh, end of the world as we know it? He, he, yes, and again... I think what's, the, what's the other one? We didn't start the fire? Yeah, exactly. This is his We Didn't Start the Fire. He's, I think it's totally earnest. I think this is a, a shot. I think he wants to have a hit song. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you think it's funny that Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets? I think it's funny that Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. <laughs> Sorry, sonnets. Sonnets. He's only, sonnets. only he's only ever seen it on paper. He's never heard the word before. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. It's Okay, so what it is, it's just like that well, song. Well, rest Mi- in peace, buddy. It's like that song Miracles by um, oh, St. Clown Posse. In its lyrical content, you would think is a joke, but I th- it's actually earnest. He's trying to write a song. Oh, God. <sighs> <laughs> we got a theory. You see, Mike, we got a theory about magic and miracles. That's right. That's right. If magic is all we've ever known, then it's easy to miss what really goes on. But I've seen miracles in every way, and I see miracles every day. Ocean spanning beyond my sight, and a million stars way above them at night. You don't have to be high to look in the sky and know that's a miracle open wide. Look at the mountains, trees, the seven seas, and everything chilling underwater. Please, hot lava, Please. snow, rain, and fog. Long neck giraffes, the pet cat. Okay, I know everybody loves the magnets line, and I do too. Yeah. Long Long neck neck giraffes giraffes and pet cats and dogs. That's pretty good. It's not bad at all. By the way, this is a much better song than the Summer Girls. It is. um, For one thing, the Summer Girls is like a lot of um, non sequitur random phrases just pieced together. Like um, Larry Bird jersey number 33 or whatever he said. Yeah. <clears throat> but miracles boy that's a good one too but even better magical mysteries <laughs> the saturday night live spoon ass dan's kids look just like ass dan and my kids look just like ass dan well get your magnifying glasses out ninjas and take a closer look at life the world is full of magical mysteries puzzles unsolved since ancient history where does the sun hide at night did people really use some of them black and white? Is the world round? Is it flat? How 
come no one can tell me that? Like, what's with islands? Get more land. What's with deserts? Get less sand. What is Alaska? Who is Brazil? Isn't a volcano just an angry hill? How did God even think up dirt? Erasable pants make my head hurt. Metal, girls, iron, fire. How'd they get my voice in a telephone wire? Why are pants different than shirts? Fucking blankets. How did they work? <laughs> Yo. Okay, but my, my counterpoint. That song didn't <laughs> it's actually need, not as good. That song didn't need a parody. It did. It, it it you can't make the lyrics funnier than long neck giraffes. Like what's going to be funnier than that? <laughs> long neck giraffes and pet cats and dogs. <laughs> like asking how blankets work is not any dumber than the lyrics of that other song. No, no, it's true. Um, I do like the problem with this song is that they couldn't think of anything wilder than what's in the actual right. song. And and they started with uh, clearly what what is the best line they thought of? Where does the sun hide at night? <laughs> and again, I do like the combined sight gag of Astan's kids look just like Astan, and my two kids and look my two just kids look like just Astan. like Astan. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Also, coming up with the name Astan <laughs> as one of the two uh, insane clown posse guys was pretty good. Too. Yep. Um. Anyway, rest in peace, LFO. Yeah, he was. The, I know he, his, his name was his actual name is in here, but if I said it again, I think even even having discussed it for the last ten minutes, you'd go who? Billy Shakespeare wrote a bunch of sonnets. 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 <laughs> and they weren't half bad. <laughs> <clears throat> On the twenty first, Ben wrote in. It's been a while since Ben wrote in. Yeah. <clears throat> Mn is right. I guess that's you. Nice. Too many hated jockey. He meant hockey. Too many hated hockey guys to name. Too many hated jockeys. Those guys are fuckers. He did write jockey. Uh, a few of the best. Sean Avery. That's who I was thinking of, but couldn't pull last time. Uh, yeah, last that guy time. sucked, for sure. Todd Bertuzzi. Yep. And Steve Ott. At least Avery could play. All those guys are gone from the league by now. Yeah. I always hated the agitators more than the enforcers. Yeah. Was I, Sean Avery the one who would like dance around in front of the goalie like an asshole? Yeah. The one I was trying to name, I described it like um, Beth trying to name basketball players on news radio. And she said, didn't one of them spit on a kid? And that was the one she was trying to name. I was saying, <laughs> didn't one of them hit somebody in the head with a stick? But I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, also on the 21st, Ben writes, uh, in uh, in Barry's defense, his burr is delightful. Mm, Barry's burr? Yeah, sorry about that hate crime again. <laughs> sorry, apologies. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. Did you have a... Well, let, let's just check in on this. On the 27th, you wrote... Uh, you retweeted, the A's new AAA Las Vegas team will announce a new name and logo on the 8th. Mm. I guess that still hasn't happened. In conjunction with the Howard Hughes Corporation, if there were an early betting line on this, the smart money would be on the Aviators. Yeah, I just wanted to. So I moved out here to Nashville where the A's AAA team was. Um, But these things shift around all the time Um, where they have like contracts with these teams. They're not actually owned by the the big club. So they just kind of move around for, you know, from year to year. Remember, they used to be in the, uh, the used to be the Sacramento Rivercats. Yeah. And now that's the Giants team. Uh, so now, yeah, now they're going uh, back out to Las Vegas to be the whatever. The Aviators. So who knows. now you feel pretty dumb about uh, 
needle and marge on and saying well what about vanderbilt that vanderbilt offer seemed good that's huh? the whole reason i wanted to come out here was to see the a's minor league team which i would forever compare to the major league team favorably <laughs> just say well triple a team's better <laughs> we used to often speculate that the river cats could take the a's if you just called up the river cats and sent down every a would their record be better? <laughs> that's right <laughs> just just they just switched they just started playing in the other stadiums yeah well, I think the A's would enjoy that because the Sacramento always had the better stadium. Oh yeah, Rayleigh Field was uh, yeah, was everyone, nicer. Everyone had compliments for that one. No one has any compliments for yeah. the super hard tachified seats of the Coliseum. Well, I think it was a review we read one time that said, "I've sat in a lot of hard tachified plastic seats in stadiums, but these are by far the hardest and tach- most tachified." <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's right. Well, it's still the same. Yeah, no, only. They finally are starting to let people sit on the upper deck again. Yeah, they had, not because the lower decks are full, but because people wanted to sit there for some reason. Yeah, people were bitching about how those were where the good cheap seats were or whatever. So they opened them up. People can sit there. They've opened some new sections, like um, uh, they called one the treehouse. You can drink beer and like sit on a wooden bench. It's not great. Yeah, and they they recently also um, unveiled the waterfront site at howard terminal like with uh artist renderings of the new stadium and stuff like that so they are at least trying to get it done but uh who the fuck knows is it just going to be a mirror image of at&t park it should be exactly the same but like a different color scheme and that should be it the coke (laughs) bottle should be a pepsi bottle just go that way uh the a's aren't uh the a's aren't pepsi level it should be an rc cola bottle (laughs) They're like on the artist renderings. They had they kept a couple of like the Oakland cranes to like remind people that it's Oakland's a big port. It's a port city. Yeah, like, Ryan. Ryan used to work there. Yeah, they're like we can't think of many cultural things we want to really um, hang on to. So like sometimes containers are carried around here. No, it's just that lady who called the cops on the uh, black people barbecuing, <laughs> but with the international no symbol across her face. And they're like, huh? They, they should put a 150-foot statue of her like that. <laughs> we don't like this lady. <laughs> Not this bitch. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was it. I just wanted to, uh, in case we did a sports roundup or something, mini sports roundup right there. Also, Seattle got a hockey team today. They uh, they announced that they are, uh, it's going to start playing in 2020. 21 22 i don't know oh what um do they have a name they is got dumb they they registered like 30 websites with various names so clearly they they have a list that they're working off of and most of them are dumb they're like the seattle emeralds or the seattle evergreens or sea lions sea lions ain't bad that's not but too i would bad. make it a lion with like webbed feet yeah or um like a merlion, maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the Singapore Singaporean yeah. restaurant in Cupertino? The one with the cool merlion statues. I'd make it a merlion. <laughs> okay. The Seattle merlions. Um, what would be a good what would be a good one for Seattle? Well, they usually like to remind people that Jimi Hendrix was from there, so just make them the Seattle Jimi Hendrixes. Oh, it's the Seattle Haze. Oh, that's a good one. Hey, there aren't a lot of purple teams, so that could be there a good go. way to go. Yeah, would have worked better in um, Minnesota, nineteen nineties baseball. But oh, 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, hockey did the same thing. All the hockey expansion teams of the 90s had very 90s colors. Colorado came in in the 90s. They're purple. But then they also had two teal teams on the same coast. They're like, the ducks are teal, the sharks are teal. Enjoy it, everybody. It's the 90s. Teal had a big decade. It was huge. The Marlins came in in baseball. Ugh. The 90s color schemes. Like, um, like maybe like Troy's leotard. That that lavender on top of purple or whatever. What are you talking about? Troy's leotard when she's doing the stretches with Crusher. Oh, okay. The For, horrible Okay, thing. so here's where my brain went. Yeah, exactly. Lavender on top of purple. Yeah. Uh. I, for some reason, I went to the episode of Community where Troy is ballet, <laughs> takes ballet, and I was like, it was just uh, black. Yeah. It was just he was just wearing black, though. That's your fault, and you should apologize because a Star Trek reference would always come first. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense that it would be a Star Trek reference. But I just uh, you're like Troy. He was I really black, like at the end he? when uh, Britta breaks down and can't do her sunflower dance or whatever she whatever it's supposed <laughs> to be. That's right. She's the teapot or whatever. She yes, can't do her part. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> On the third, Shannon wrote at Brother Date, uh, still working my way through old episodes up to last summer now. Ooh. And Matthew had a delicious plum, uh, which yeah. prompted a conversation about fruit. Bro, I remember that plum. <laughs> Dog, when I read this tweet, I was like, oh man, I'd love to just have a wholesome conversation <laughs> about a great plum that somebody had. Like, the world is such a fucking trash fire right now that the idea that someone had a just a dope plum, I'd be like, I want to know what was good about that plum. Even in summer of 2017, that, that what, seems was wildly a, out of place. Was it a black plum or a red plum? Sidebar, have you ever had a pluot? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I want to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those days are gone except for right here. Here's where you get your hot plum talk, everybody. <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about... A delicious green plum I got that's Persian. Oh, um, I just got those good, the first shipment of those good, good Christmas pears came today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna eat them or? You know, usually, uh, usually let them, let them sit for a couple of days at room temperature. So they're not hard. Um, They get that nice soft pear. Well, they're already pretty ripe, but like, I usually don't get into them the first day. Mm. For for one thing, they're like $5 a pair. So also, you know, delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. They'll be tastier tomorrow or the next day. Exactly. Mm. Uh, Katie extracted a, a promise from me that I would make Ben eat one of these pears. Ben doesn't like fruit. Wait a minute. I thought you were, hold on. I was outraged when I thought you were going to say he doesn't like pears. No, it's much it's much crazier than that. It's all fruit. How can that be? The fruit is so different. All fruits are different. All fruits are special uh-huh. and different. Uh-huh. He doesn't like such as like a mango? Uh-uh. So he's not into like a tangerine? No way. Definitely not. How about like a banana? Listen, I don't know. Maybe a banana. That's different from all. That's so different that's from what I'm other saying. fruits. Fruits are hella but different. But his general position is, nah, no thanks. Wow, that's so wild. On fruit, that shit's nature's candy, and I eat it all the time. Yeah, nature's candy. Yeah, fruit's everybody. great. Anyway, she writes. It reminded me of one of my favorite poems. Okay. And then she linked to poets.org. I'm glad that's a thing. Which, um. Is not the worst looking website 
that I've been to in the last couple of days. Because you went to that meme website? Yeah. Know your meme? So her favorite poem is, uh, this is just to say, William Carlos Williams. Uh, Everybody knows this one, right? I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me. They were delicious. So sweet and so cold. (laughs) I like, I do appreciate that he, part of what he liked about the plums was how cold they were. Yeah. (laughs) Cold and crisp. Well, this is exactly. (laughs) Well, he was born in 1883. Mm -hmm. So being able to keep a piece of fruit cold, like in the summer. That was like a weird luxury. Um, and then I had the thought, so Shannon, of course, uh, was an English literature major. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she has a favorite poem. That's why she's in charge of book reports. Uh, and I, my first thought was, uh, when we discussed this, to ask her if it made her mad when last fall this became the Internet's favorite poem. Right. And then I, But then I was thinking, like, every time I think, oh, everybody has seen this thing that's going around, mm-hmm. it turns out that that no, like the internet is big and people don't travel in the same circles. Yeah, so I checked with you. Your curated corner of the internet has maybe right. seen it, yeah. And uh, and then you were like, uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen that poem. Yeah, which actually I used to go to you for things like this. I used to say, hey, let me know if anything's big on the internet because I don't, I don't go in it. I don't go in the <laughs> like internet. What's, what's cool now on the internet? Yeah, I don't go there and I try not to go there. So if you could tell me what's cool on the internet, that'd be great. So it turns out you missed one because I didn't hear about it till uh, just the other day or whatever. I think I had forgotten that I'm supposed to be doing that, well, frankly. please don't forget. Because <laughs> then I'll look... I don't want to look like a... What, what does Picard say about how he doesn't want to look in front of children? He doesn't want to... Oh. He doesn't want to... Um, I can't remember how he phrases it. Well, anyway. Don't in make Farpoint? me point. Yeah. In the conference room when he's asking Riker is he an ass to in front of children? on his behalf. What does he say? Yeah, maybe make he doesn't an ass make himself. an ass of himself. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, don't make me make an ass of myself in front of the internet. Uh, so it occurred to me, I don't know, Shannon, if you saw last fall when it was blowing up and people were posting like Weezer, but the lyrics were changed to be... Somebody's uh, plums are crowding my icebox or whatever. Yeah, somebody's cold plums are giving <laughs> yeah, me chills, something right. like that. Yeah. Um, and if it, if it, uh, if it bugs you that, that your favorite poem is now a, a weird internet meme that probably if you posted it now, people would be like, that was last year. Yeah. They'd be like, we get it. We're not doing that anymore. We know the poem. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it. So I'm, I appreciate it. Send me more poems. You know what? Send us more poems. I like poetry. Let's read it. Let's read the poetry that you send in everybody. I think, uh, despite the fact that you were a journalism major and I was a math major, mm. uh, I may have more exposure to some of this stuff. I could be. For one thing, I have uh, English major friends and wife. Also, I was only a journalism major because I couldn't, like, think anything good. <laughs> like, I kept asking people if they knew anything good that I should major in and no one knew anything. So I just picked that one. You were just like, well... <laughs> This technically counts. Yep, I got a degree, so great. I'll pay it off forever. <laughs> um, so I uh I had seen this poem before. I was gonna play a song, but you know what? We're running long. So yeah, it's okay. We're good. We can we can skip it. 
Um, she uh, she also just to finish out the mailbag this week apologizes her book report's not in her uh, Kindle has gone walkabout but uh, when it turns up she'll finish the Phantom Tollbooth. Oh good. Did we we didn't miss any right? I remember the one time she she sent us the book report while we were recording. Yeah no but that we was a while did. Back. Uh, we did Cat's Cradle or whatever last week. Okay. Was it Cat's Cradle? It was the one about Ice Nine. Ice Nine, yeah, exactly. The one where the guy was trying to find a solution to mud. It was confusing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm sick of all all this mud. It's all over my shoes. The three-tweet book report (laughs) format has some limitations. Right. Uh. Um... If you want us to read your tweet, we'll read them all. We've been doing it this week for 40 solid minutes. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, tweet us at Brother Date. Yeah. If you want to send us a sound clip to play. Um, That's a thing. Brother at BrotherDate.com be a great place to send that. Tell us what fruit you enjoy. Yeah, Ben, if I mischaracterize that, if there is a fruit that you like, or if you categorically refuse tomatoes. to eat one of these good pears. Does he like tomatoes? I don't know. Okay. He probably likes tomatoes. They're not sweet, right? Yeah, they're real savory. Even if they're good ones. Like kind a of tasty meaty. piece of beef or something. <laughs> I guess. Fucking love tomatoes. Uh, yeah, you go ahead and email us that. Um, we're always happy to hear from you guys. Uh, you had something you wanted to talk about this Yeah, week. so I do have a music recommendation segment I'm going to do. But actually, I was going to ask if you have any updates on your music. Um project that you're working on we are closing in okay. uh i finished my initial listen of all 27 mountain goats records good god uh my first list was 109 songs long right so um i have broken it down we'll, we can maybe talk about this a little more when i introduce the project in a couple okay. of a couple of weeks but i have broken down those 27 albums into four eras Oh, um, kind of my own uh, designation. the The first of the eras is the lo-fi era. Okay, and I have reduced the initial thirty-five or thirty-six songs down to sixteen, and I'll be um, ranking and picking the eight that'll go into the bracket. So, okay, making progress. Yeah, we uh, one hundred and nine would be tough. So definitely, you want to cut yeah. those down as much as you can. Obviously, it would be easier to cut them down to sixty-four, but sixty-four is so many rounds. Yeah, I'd say pick the thirty-two choicest. We'd better. have to do the round of sixty four, I think, off offline. Yeah. Like I, I think we'd have to, I could send it to you, but we'd have to start at thirty two, so I might as well whittle it down. Yeah, thirty two that'll knock my socks off. Well, we'll see. You know me. <laughs> do pick the ones I, I like. I know how much you care about things like uh lyrics. <laughs> oh, are these guys uh high concept lyricists? <laughs> Again, it's one guy. Sorry. It's, it's just the one guy. He shouldn't call himself the Mountain Goats. It's tricky. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I am unconvinced, but this is the band that, A, I definitely the band I have the most albums by. Okay. And well, B, they have a lot. They he are has, he has the, a lot. <laughs> at the top of my last FM uh, plays. So I, I think it's most logical to say it's my favorite band. So might okay. as well start here. Well, I'm going to recommend someone who is my favorite artist of... 2018. Okay. Uh, that's the point so it's of this. Be Luna. <laughs> no, that's the point of the segment. I was, <laughs> I, I thought about Luna. <laughs> I thought about doing Luna. That's a different segment. I'll do that in a haps one time. Uh, no, so this is uh, a French Canadian chick named uh, Helena Delon. 
How's that spelled? D-E-L-A-N-D, like Deland. Um, and I first uh, heard one of her songs on um, Who Charted? Like, well, I don't know, like 10 months ago. On yeah, their... if you dropped off of Who Charted? Oh, yeah, I dropped off a while back. Okay. I, I held on for a while after Kulop left. but It's um, not the same. Yeah, it wasn't the same, so I, I jumped out. Um, so I, I it was on their review, their, sorry, not review, their uh, recommendation segment where they each pick a song and then they put their playlist on Spotify or whatever. Yeah, the um, hot picks. And the song was called uh, There Are a Thousand, and I'm going to play a clip from it in a minute. But So that's what got me in. Uh, and then she only releases like two songs at a time that's the modern era of music you don't have to like cram 12 songs onto an album to get it out so she just released one or two at a time when she comes up with a new song so i think her whole catalog is something like 13 songs so we're gonna get a pretty thorough review then it'll be a thorough uh review i just thought i don't think there's ever been an artist with such a high hit percentage for me of songs that someone has released to songs that i enjoy and it's because of, you know, she doesn't feel any pressure to, like, put in some filler. Like, I got to hit. This album's got to be 48 minutes long or whatever. So none of the, there's no star fuckers in here. There's no star fuckers. My favorite song from fifth grade. That didn't, there's nothing like that. Um, so I'll start with There Are a Thousand. I'll let the music speak for itself. I'll just say that generally it sounds like the city of Portland is mixed with either T-Bone Burnett or the black keys or like it's like portland mixed with something is all of her songs is what the genre okay. sounds like you said she is quebecois yes that's right so i guess her dad is a native french speaker or french canadian speaker and her mother's a native english speaker which is why she has the um the hard h helena or helena but the delon as the last name okay should be playing extremely relaxing so yeah she's pretty chill uh in most cases so some of them are a little bit more rocking but the tempo usually doesn't pick up much there's not a lot of um high energy pop so she's usually hanging out down there at 100 beats per minute or whatever that yeah was. something like that 
mid mid tempo. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Is it the music? Is it her voice? I wasn't really making out the lyrics as she went along. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, it's never about the lyrics. So it's yeah. it's all. Um, yeah, you're gonna love the mountain goat. <laughs> for me, it's all the uh, it's compos it's composition and it's uh, arrangement and instrumentation and stuff like that. So. For me, um, this is definitely mood music, and I don't like a lot of artists that I would describe that way, but this is something that you can just kind of turn on and uh, and chill to. So uh, the next one's called Baby, and it's a little bit uh, uh, more acoustic. Take off your wig Oh, let me stare I'll keep on cross-dressing you no matter where Paint my nails When they're dry Undo my hair, you're taking me out for a drive So she was actually kind of hard to like, it's hard to get clips for each one because each song has like five different parts. It seems like she doesn't like to repeat it, like repeat herself. So she'll go in like weird, like the next song I'm going to play, there's like eight different, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, progressions that she uses throughout the song. Cause each time she does it different. So like trying to find clips for this project was hard. Cause I was like, Oh, which is the one part that I want to play? So I was thinking that the first uh, first section of that song that you played uh, reminded me a little bit of uh, Chris Isaac, like oh. leading Chris Isaac. Well, that's why, I mean, I do like Chris that's Isaac. Why, that's why you like that so much. <laughs> um, but then, towards the end, I was getting a, it's a, it a little hard to place, but I think it might be reminding me of something in a Court and Spark song. Maybe oh. I can find that at some point, track down what it was, but... Um, just the the instrumentation, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the next one's called A Stone is a Stone. And again, she each time through, she does the progression a little bit different, and it causes some weird haunting ones to come out at, uh, at some places. But um, here's the clip. Thinking there has to
So that was that so, one. So uh, I'm going to play something here. I want I want you to tell me if this is appealing to you in sort of the same way. Okay. It's not it's not identical. Um, this is a song by. Oh geez, I think she's like a French and Israeli singer named Karen Ann. Let me just oh, okay. play this. I don't have a clip repaired. Sorry, the intro's a little longer than I remembered. No, it's good. Come tell me your story to unload your glorious grief. You are the valet of honor and I am the thief. Don't ever mention Stains that you left on my track How from a beautiful girl I became someone ruined and wrecked It's all in your back All in your back So we spin in the dark We're definitely playing in the same neighborhood here Like that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's something I could listen to yeah, I was getting some some sort of similar vibes uh, coming off of that last song. Yeah. So consider that a qualified recommendation. Oh, and uh, I guess I should say this. So this is um, this is a recommendation for my brother, but also just for anybody. I guess is the point. I'm not. This isn't like a project where I'm trying to uh, convince you, like uh, like Zep or whatever, <laughs> or like the David Bowie project. <laughs> Which the David Bowie project, I think, had a pretty low hit rate. If I remember, yeah, there were a couple of things in there, but mostly, mostly I was not super interested. Uh, This next one's called X, um, AIX, I believe. hear what you're saying so the first part of that song when it initially started i thought oh this is like a lost fleetwood mac song (laughs) yeah right yeah pure but it changed real quick to be something 
pretty different. Yeah, and this one definitely had some of the T-Bone Burnett I was talking about earlier in one of the one of the middle bits. And there was like maybe two bars in there that sounded like the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um and just to move it along, the next one is called the uh, drawing room. Still I see you So again, pretty slow one. Uh, if you don't have any comment, I'll move on to Claudian. So the trouble is uh, that something in there, like if you could see me, I have my eyes closed and I'm like trying to summon up what that reminds me of, which mm-hmm. I know is not good podcast. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just running. The, I'm letting the music speak for itself. I'm just running through it. Okay. So what's the next one? Uh, Claudian. I think the word is accordion. <laughs> That's right. I got it wrong. It's accordion. And by the way, I got it wrong. This is Lean on You. Claudian's next. Uh, not your usual fare. No, I, I also found that. And again, that was Lean on You, the next one's Claudian. Um, yeah, no, this, again, I don't have a lot of music that I would describe this way or that really sounds anything like it. Um, but uh, It seems 
it's very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like she keeps you off balance. Yeah, I think that's the main thing for me is that she goes in some weird progressions and some weird places that you wouldn't expect the uh, the melody to go. Yeah, things don't resolve, so there's a, a little bit of uneasy. And then, by the but, way, but so at the end slow, of all these songs, but it's slow enough and atmospheric enough that it's it's not actually tense. It's just I don't know, melancholy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and some of my favorite parts of these songs are the end when you are again left without re- without any resolution. <laughs> Melodically, so she doesn't just drop go you off. back in on that tonic right at the end no. to, to resolve the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the next one's a little bit poppier, and it is actually cloudy. You're gonna have to spell that at some point. Uh, C L A U D I O N. I think it's a name. I think describing this as poppier is accurate. <laughs> it's a uh, circusier. It's it's a, it's faster in tempo. <laughs> That song is about a drug trip that her and her friend went on, and they were both very worried about each other's safety. <laughs> this, I believe the story. Um, I guess, uh, despite what I said when you started it, that one probably was a little more accessible than the others. Yeah, that's one of our newer ones, too. It came out uh, this summer sometime. Uh, it's almost like... I feel like that backing track is in GarageBand. <laughs> like but then few... she's singing weird melodies over it. But like... That's right. She took one of the sta- one of the uh, what do they call it? One of Demos. the guiding tra- one of the demo tracks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, next one's called Rise. Good. 
Do you think that song is built on a cello or on a violin through an octave pedal? I don't know. It's so hard to tell because I'm hearing it over the internet. I'll have to go back and listen to these on a, you know, just through a direct connection. Yeah, you can just YouTube them or whatever. Right, because I can't tell if I'm hearing chorus or internet artifacts in some cases. (laughs) Right. But um, I think I can see why someone whose musical proclivities were this way would want to release songs when they were done instead of putting together albums. Yeah. Because it seems like each one is really a standalone composition. So you know how much I hate going to music shows. I'm sure we've talked about it. I'm no, too, I don't um, think we have. When um, was the last one you went to? Oh, boy. Um, God, that's a really good question. I don't consider, like, symphony or anything. That's not the same thing. I mean, like, no. um, popular music shows. I'm too old for it, and I was too old for it immediately from the beginning. It's like, uh, well, for, first of all, I'm way too old for it for sure. But, like, I, I don't even think of it as an activity that you have done. Yeah, so we I mean, so Marjan and I have been to occasional ones, um, but I remember I was 24, and we went to a Nine Inch Nails concert, uh, and I was like, like five minutes in, I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm way too old for this, I can't handle this, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be here anymore. We were like down on the floor, and people were jumping all around and everything, and there was a dude who just kept running into me like he thought he was gonna start a mosh pit, Yep. and even during the slow songs, he kept doing it, until I put an elbow right into his ribs. <laughs> and then I, that guy disappeared. I don't know where he went. Um, but I was like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. Anyway, that was just to say we considered flying to Chicago to see um, uh, Helena Delon, um just this last weekend. But we'd had so many other things going on and so much travel coming up and everything that we were like, it's not worth it. But um, But that's how much that I am into this person. I bet she, first of all, you should, but also I bet she'll be in Nashville before too long. Well, everybody eventually comes through here. There's exactly. nothing but live music all the time, constantly. But um, she had been doing mostly Canadian. Uh, and this, I don't know if this is her first U.S. tour that she's doing, but it's at least rare. So, yeah, she'll come through eventually. Uh, or I'll fly somewhere. We'll see. But my guess, based on the fact that I have not heard of her, that she is probably playing pretty small venues. Oh, yeah. So there's not going to be chairs. Oh, this is another thing that's not my style. I don't know of anybody even modern at all, whether they're famous right. or not. Like, I don't know anyone from now. <laughs> I, everyone I know is from 1967 or whatever. Um, so, I mean, as recent as a couple of weeks ago, she didn't even have a Wikipedia article. She may she may not. So, um, right. So part of the reason for the recommendation. Like- Definitely going to see her show will not be like going to see a Nine Inch Nails show. <laughs> well, that's a different mood anyway. But it may be, uh, you know, it may be a lot of standing in a crowded, oh, like a basement performance mm. space under a bigger performance space. Yeah, something like the Middle East in Cambridge or something. Right. Yeah. Um, I always I always think at the time I went to see... Uh, Frank Black play at Cafe du Nord, which is under the Swedish American Hall in San Francisco. Right. And he was like five feet away. And it was just him and an acoustic guitar that night. You're like, he doesn't sound better. I thought if I got real close. Well, he didn't remember the worst of any of his songs. So that was not great. <laughs> oh, no. It it's not all, his best show. It's all about wordplay. That's a problem <laughs> if you can't remember the words. 
can't just hum through uh, knock knock. That's going to be a problem. I said Frank Black, not Dr. Oh, Frank. Oh, Doctor. Okay, sorry. All right, well that's good then. <laughs> oh, if Doctor Frank couldn't remember the words to his songs, I'd punch him in the face. Can you imagine having to listen to him sing and he doesn't remember the funny parts? Just trying to vamp through it. Trying to vamp through San Diego and the and I really feel it. Please let me in. What am I here for? Yeah. Okay. No, that makes more sense. All right. The next one's called Take It All. fan of fiona apple was that right that is true as we found out from the 90s uh band power rankings she has more import to me than um i don't know probably somebody like stp i don't actually know what the rankings say right also didn't you put one on one of hers on the album cuts i think i did that's right um she sings with more bombast right yeah she's very artsy yeah but I feel like there is some similarity happening there. Uh, I'm just supporting the ladies. Well, is that and why not? I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, we're almost done because, like I said, her whole thing is only 13 songs. I'm doing 12 of them. Uh, the next <laughs> one is body language.
there's two more. You want to run through them? Sure, let's do them. All right, next one's perfect weather for a crime. I shiver with delight tonight's the perfect weather for a crime. The air so thick it sticks to you, easy layer to break through. The street lights flicker eerily, but they don't reflect the tree. So that one was probably the most accessible of all, I would say. Yeah, that and one's the, um, pretty pop-rocky. This is a little up-tempo. The instrumentation wasn't um, wasn't as atmospheric. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the last one is Black Metal. half of that mm. i think uh was giving me i want to say magnolia electric company vibes one of your recommendations that i took to um but do you get this um 
do you get this thing when you're listening to a song and the chord progression veers off in an unexpected direction where you get kind of like a creeping sensation up your spine? Yeah, that's what you I shoot for. Thing? I I, uh, I imagine you get that a lot listening to to, uh, <laughs> to her. Yeah, I'm on a quest to feel things. So exactly, it's hard to do. I don't feel a lot. <laughs> so any little thing like that, yeah, like a little, a, kind of like your you get goosebumps, your hair standing on end, or anything like that. That's what I'm. Yeah, it's one of those kind of ASMR ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it from chord progressions also. Yeah, I don't think everyone does. I don't think Katie does, for instance. Maybe it's, it's genetic. Probably- I wonder, I, well, it wouldn't have to be genetic. It could just be the fact that there was constantly music playing. Yeah. Uh, in our childhood home, right? Even like so, such like, as Back on the Chain Gang that came on my iPod earlier today. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, also, except that it reminds me of uh, listening to San Jose State Spartan Radio, um, <laughs> which is not always a great experience. It's weird that it reminds you of listening to something else because you'd think you could only do one of those at once. Oh no, that's the intro that cut. Oh the, really? The the um, opening guitar sting is how they cut back, or I don't know, maybe they don't do it anymore, but they used to. I didn't cut know back in from every commercial break. Back in the Ralston days. Yes. Wow. Back in the Ralston days. Back in the Ralston days. <laughs> well, it's uh, I like. Is there a better twenty seconds of music than the intro to Back on the Chain uh, Gang? It's really good. It's got some um, real twangy guitar going on. I should, I should bring that up on YouTube. But um, uh, that's so that's it. That's my recommendation for uh, artist of the year, twenty eighteen. That's that's what I got. So what's interesting about that is that I feel like I've just heard a third to half of her entire catalog. Oh yeah, I mean, given that it was like a minute to a minute and a half clip from twelve of her thirteen songs, right? You're, yeah, you've, you've heard a lot. So it's going to be a little tricky, I think, to dig in. Um, but at least it'll all be familiar when I do. But uh, That's right. it's interesting. It it doesn't. I wouldn't have guessed that this would have been something you'd be into. Yeah. So um, it's worth checking out. Uh, next week is a Star Trek week. Yeah. If you are playing along, we're watching a private little war. Okay. Evolution. Mm-hmm. The House of Quark. Oh boy. Sacred Ground. Chakotay probably. <laughs> And regeneration. Uh, okay. So I think one of the, probably the shipboard batteries die on the half two. Power <laughs> plug them, them in. up again. I'll plug them in a like bit. That. But meanwhile, they got to hang out on the catwalk because they built that set. So you know how to get in touch with us if you want to like, subscribe. I'm going to play the pretenders on out and hope that we don't get a YouTube ad. Let's do it. Shrimp your way. Uh. fucking slacker he was and how he wasn't doing a goddamn fucking thing <laughs> and um and how he the guy that i was talking about replied simply with well next time we talk i'll tell you what it's like to live under a bus <laughs> please subscribe